Welcome back, everyone, to There's Always Another Podcast, a Brandon Sanderson reading or rereading podcast. As always, I'm Justin, and I'm joined by nobody. It is just me this week, folks. That's right. Uh, it is a holiday week here. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you who celebrate that and to those who don't, uh, especially to our surprising number of listeners in Germany. I hope you're having a pleasant week anyway. Uh, but with the holidays here and the scheduling being what it is, uh, we could not guarantee a Well of Ascension episode for this week. Uh, the rest assured we are on track to be back on schedule for that next week. Uh, but what did happen is The Lost Metal came out, and I have eagerly given that a read. And uh, I have thoughts, and I want to share them with you all. Uh, now, this is quite a... Uh, a different take on what we normally do. So I do want to say uh, for those folks who are reading along with us for the first time or any rereaders who haven't gotten completely caught up yet, uh, this is going to be a spoiler-filled episode. Uh, I'm going to give some of my very general thoughts first, but I'll give you a, a nice clear line. Uh, and not just on the Lost Metal, but on... I mean, it's safe to say just pretty much the whole Cosmere at this point. So if you're not caught up uh, maybe save this episode for later and, and come back to it. But yeah, uh, Lost Metal came out on uh, just under a week ago from when I'm recording now. I picked up an ebook copy as well as the, the hardcover and the audiobook. I blitzed through uh, reading. I have not read a Mistborn book that quickly in a long time. Uh, and I'm now giving it a, a second go through on the audiobook, which is my normal... Uh, my normal process for Sanderson books. And I absolutely loved it. It was, I, I don't know how I would rank the the Era 2 books, but Lost Metal was very high up there. Uh, the things that I, I didn't like, which there are some, are more things that I wish there were more of or or things that I just, I yeah, things I wanted to see more of. Um, But yeah, it was, I, I like these characters you know, the era two characters are some of my favorite in the Cosmere and yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a great, a great time. I can't wait to get to it on this podcast proper, which will be in like two years. That'll be fun. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I, I can't wait for more. All right. Uh, this is going to be your spoiler demarcation line. Uh, if you have not read the lost metal and the other, kind of main Cosmere works come back later. So yeah, I, man, what do I even want to talk about? I love how the, the era two characters, we really, we, I, I really just like the, the growth that the era two characters went through. Uh, the fact that the lost metal opens with a Wayne prologue is very telling because in some ways this is more of a Wayne book than a wax book. And, you know, it's it's great. I love seeing Wayne go from the very humorous character that he is in Alloy of Law to the, the kind of growing realization of Wayne as a real person has some issues and the people around him, like, he, he's not always good for them. And then going through all the way to the Lost Metal and seeing the arc that he got through this book and through Air 2 in total... It was really something. Um, I think it doesn't... 
I think it's not too much of a stretch to say that it was it was pretty clear from halfway through the book that he might not make it to the end, but it was it was a it was a really good way to to wrap up that character and to see him do the things that he did. Uh, I also going from Wayne to Marisy, uh, I loved the, the the buddy cop duo of of those two. Um, that's something that in the in the time skip between bands and uh, Lost Metal would have loved to see more of that. Like if Brandon's ever bored, he can just write short stories of Wayne and Marisy being detectives, and that would be awesome. And the, the two of them, the two of them with their elementic powers, with um, the cadmium and bendeloy seeing the way that era two lets uh mistings really kind of shine with their individual powers uh it was it was awesome to see especially with uh with with marisi even commenting on how how good wayne had gotten uh with his speed bubbles i also do like the fact that wayne was uh filthy filthy rich uh and i have to imagine that brandon at least chuckled to himself when characters addressed him as master wayne i i know i did um but yeah turns out betting on electricity good move but going from from wayne to the to the wayne and marisi partnership to marisi as well uh it was pretty clear early on in in era two that she was going to be a a big focus character you know she got a lot of the um at least the the fan appreciation real early on uh, but it's it's well deserved. I I like the she is a, a misting, but I like the very practical bent that she brings to uh, a lot of the things that she does. Uh, it feels very much like you know just that you're not quite your everyday person, but something close to that, trying to to do what they can in this world, and it she was very effective and and a lot of fun to read. Uh, I will I will definitely have to talk later about uh, what I what I liked to see there and what I want to see more of. Uh, Steris as well. I, you know, Bands of Morning especially. Steris is amazing. You know the 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 plans at the hotel last book were were absolutely incredible, and I'm really glad that she got her chances in in this book as well, uh, especially. Uh, coming down to the end with disaster preparedness professional Steris. Love to see that. I, I'm I'm glad that Brandon took her character somewhere in a way that it would be very easy to to just contrast her with, with Marcy and make Marcy the exciting one and then just leave Steris behind. But it was good for it was good to read that uh that she got what she got. Uh and it was good for Wax. Which it feels funny to get to wax last of the the kind of main four of them, uh, but this was much less his book than the other ones. Um, but it was also like he he's been through a lot, that poor guy. And of the four main characters, Wax is definitely the most, I guess, like directly capable in terms of the the things that he the the heroics that he pulls. And Brandon writes a good a good action sequence and giving giving Wax the chance to just kind of do his thing. 
and Wax kind of acknowledging that that was that was the thing that he's going to do. He's going to be the sword. Uh, it was it was pretty badass. You know, you got to see the big gun. Liked uh, I liked that. Got to see the the things that Wax does with uh, with iron and steel together. Yeah, it was pretty cool. In terms of uh, old friends who were around, I was. It was it was really interesting to see the amount of Sasa that we got. Uh, I think that in in the previous in the previous era two books where we saw Sasa as Harmony, and also any of the other times where we've actually seen shard holders, it's been they've long stopped being actual people and they've just they're just forces at this point. Uh, but seeing the Sasa that we know. And the the conflict that he has, uh, both internally as Harmony and also uh, Autonomy, who we've finally now actually seen, uh, there's there's definitely going to be an era of the Cosmere where the the inter shard conflicts become the big focus, and that's going to be it's going to be really interesting, especially. I mean, now we we with uh with rhythm of war into lost metal we now we know some of our shard bearers quite well so uh, different sorts of shard bearers anyway uh marsh i was i was really excited that that marsh came back and actually got a, a decent sized part in this book it was it was an interesting question kind of lingering of how long is he going to be around without uh, an actual reliable source of atm so having that get answered, uh, definitely, Marsh is definitely going to be one of those characters who can just keep showing up in uh, in future Mistborn eras, especially, and maybe through the rest of the Cosmere. Um, but it's always going to be exciting when he when he comes back on screen. Uh, I especially liked his uh, just his his display of elementic power when he just crumpled the guy's gun. Like no, nobody else in nobody else on the planet is going to be able to do that. So that was that was pretty cool. And Kelsier, he sure is uh sure is still around. This was a weird one. Like we didn't get a lot in in bands we had the you know the big dramatic reveal, and then we had Secret History, which was all which was all Kelsier, but was back in that era. It was odd to see someone with the, the the impact on the Cosmere, both past and clearly future, of Kel. How little we saw of him and how calm he seemed to be playing it. Uh, you know, we especially we've seen the Ghostbloods work elsewhere. And that, you know, that was one of the things that that I I wanted more of was it's hard to put Kel in a book and not focus on him. So I have to imagine that we won't be waiting until era three to, to see more of that plot, but uh, that will, that will definitely be an interesting one. I was glad to see that uh, even in the face of the, the bigger Cosmere plots with, with autonomy and with the, uh, the potential war coming to Skadriel, I was glad to see that we also had, uh, some resolution for 
the the era two plot with the set with wax's family uh, we got uh actually telson as a a villain for the entire book this time absolutely loved the scene when wax realizes that she's just full-on monologuing and just walks away and she doesn't even notice that was great i don't know i guess that telson wasn't really like we we've moved on from the place where we're with with trell or autonomy getting fully involved we've moved on from the place where telson herself has as much relevance uh and certainly coming into the end of the book the um the the bomb plot has a lot more direct impact than anything telson herself could do um but i i don't know i i think maybe we could have had more of a, a showdown there that did wrap up awfully quick but it was you know full-on sander lanch i'm not going to i'm not going to go back and 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 say hey wait i want more of that like we're in the middle of chasing down this bomb let's go the bomb plot itself was was definitely a good one um it it continues to be fascinating looking at tech evolve on skadriel uh you know you have you have wax's metallurgic lab which is a really cool sounding place i think that would be super cool to to see in a movie or something like that uh i mean they've they talk right about it with harmony we've uh, we've got uh we've got atomic weaponry except investiture fueled so that's significant but the um the interweaving of the the detective storyline with figuring out that uh how it was working with the smuggling going inwards uh, rocketry there's there's rocketry on on schedule now uh quite a uh quite an interesting read fun to to puzzle through and then the 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 climactic events of that going from the showdown on top of the tower to wax and wayne spiking themselves which hemolurgy continues to be scary and continues to be more morally gray like at this point i feel like we have more of our heroes quote using hemolurgy than than villains uh so that's that's going to be something that is uh going to be interesting to deal with but and then and then wax just like torpedo blasting himself halfway across the continent is is pretty badass i will say i i definitely did catch a little bit of uh the effects of wax's experiment early on with the this the separation of et metal there were a couple of times where i i thought he's definitely burning other metals so that uh that paying off was was super cool to see i did not predict wayne being the one to uh i i had a good feeling that the final vial was laracium uh, but wayne being the one to use it not something i expected that was that was really cool to see duralamin pushed bend alloy is pretty crazy i think that was like the fact that it brandon has kind of hand waved how you can see out of a speed bubble because light should not interact with that properly. But the fact that Wayne actually did slow time down so much that he was seeing by steel sight, that was that was just an incredible moment. And then Wayne getting to actually 
meet Sazed. I think that's going into era two. That was, I think, one of the the least likely things in in my book, or th- something that I was I wasn't pushing for to happen. You know, Wax actually getting a chance to talk with him last book, I think, was a, a big moment that needed to happen. But Wayne actually getting to to see Sazed at the very end was 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 just great. The thing that I think fascinated me the most in this book, though, was definitely Mercy and the Ghostbloods. Like I, Brandon said that in in Lost Metal, the gloves are off Cosmere wise, and oh boy, did we see it. Um, I think Mercy is the perfect person for this this plot to go into. Uh, you know, they they said Wax is is too close to Harmony already. And I just, I, I like seeing it from Marcy's eyes better, I think. I It just, it works better for me. Um, but her trying to dig into that and then getting the info that she wanted, getting way more info than I think I expected, uh, and then having to deal with that. That's something I always love to see is when we've been able to see uh, some of the big secrets for the ghost bloods we didn't necessarily know all of the big secrets but we knew we knew some of them and then another character starting to actually get into that world uh, that's one of my favorite tropes to read about so that was definitely my favorite plot line uh, and then the the other members of the ghost bloods who have managed to find themselves here on uh Skadriel. obviously um twinsel the biggest unknown there uh, but also a lot of fun to read about. Um, I I have not read all of the unpublished stuff. I haven't read either of Night. So that was all completely new to me. And that was cool. Um, you know, getting to see the kind of completely out of context new magic with the promise that we'll we'll get to that eventually. Um that was that was pretty awesome. Uh I have to imagine that Brandon just has like a checklist of things that he wants to do in the Cosmere somewhere. Uh, Stormlight, you got to check off giant enemy crabs. Uh, And now we got a mecha. So that was a a giant crystal mecha. That was pretty awesome. Uh, And then Moonlight. It took me a little bit to be sure. I was, I was going back and forth for a while on, is this shy or is this, you know, someone else, uh from from cell uh but it seems pretty clearly indicated that this is shy and that's super cool to see i loved emperor's soul uh i'm looking forward to us getting to it on the the read through proper and i was not expecting to see shy again off world before seeing like i i was expecting a, an elantra sequel and seeing her there before seeing her elsewhere in the cosmere uh, so that was that was super cool, and there's a it's a little bit of a shame that Mercy didn't uh, didn't take up the offer because those two together, Mercy and Shy, would have been a uh, a force to be reckoned with. I think for me, and and coming from this plot line to the the end of the book and the end of the this the series, uh, that's the thing that I want. I really want more of especially with the way that uh, that uh, Brandon indicated at the end with uh, Mercy potentially 
angling for for governor or other political positions seeing governor colmes trying to guide uh the basin into kind of this next era in the cosmere while she kind of knows what's going on behind the scenes with like her her brief overlap with the ghost bloods but doesn't know everything i think that would be absolutely fascinating to read about i think going from comparing the end of era two to the end of era one era one i mean it helped that a lot of our main characters were either dead or god um but era one was very definitively the end of this story like there was there was a setup for a future on this planet uh with with Sazed sticking around with the survivors that we knew but it was pretty clear that this story was going to end we were going to wait and then pick up uh pick up later with era two i would be totally down for another book or another short story of the next stage you know, the, the next five ten years i think that would be fascinating and i wonder if someday we're gonna get to read that i don't think it's impossible and when we do skip ahead getting into era three i'm trying to remember my cosmere timelines it'll be i think about a hundred to maybe 150 years which is long enough for most of the mortals to be dead um we'll still have we'll still have Sazed, we'll still have marsh probably uh kelsier certainly isn't going away even when he probably should but you know we're we're not going to see we're not going to see wax we might see his descendants. We we do have the the family line continuing. Uh, there's an outside chance that I'm thinking either either Marcy is going to do something interesting with Cadmium and end up way later in the timeline than she should, or we're going to see her off world before Mistborn Era three. I definitely don't think we've seen the last of Marcy, uh, and I'd I'd like to see more. Yeah, no, it, it it's going to be very interesting going from era two to era three, I think. More so for me. I'm I'm more curious how it's going to happen than era one to era two. Other kind of uh cosmeric implications. Uh autonomy. We've been speculating about autonomy for a while. And we got again more answers than I expected with uh with Harmony confirming kind of the the intent of, of autonomy of trying to to force people to not be reliant on the shards of, of their world. I do think it's very interesting that um, there's a there's a bit of a of a clear hypocrisy element there where autonomy is saying the the, the people of the Cosmere need to need to put aside the the forces that are guiding them need to live on their own and they do that by following my plan uh, and i i believe that was brought up a little bit and i'm glad that it was because that's definitely going to be interesting if autonomy is uh alongside odium going to be kind of one of the the major recurring shard level villains uh that's going to be uh, an, an interesting conflict there. Uh, and I hope that it, it gets brought up kind of more directly. 
and then the, the the consequences of some of the powers at play here. Uh, you had you had purified door, raw investiture. That's the first time we've seen that, uh, and that's I think been another thing of, of speculation for a while of how powerful would that be to just have access to to fuel for whatever your power was. And we saw uh, with a couple of the members of of the Ghostbloods what that can do. And, you know, when we're, when we're far enough in the timeline, Cosmere-wise, that's going to become commonplace and that's going to change things pretty drastically. Uh, between that and the things that, like, the things that the Southern Skadrians are doing with connection, I feel like the lines are going to continue to blur between people who can use magic and those who can't. Uh, and that's going to be, that's going to be very interesting. I'm I'm curious how Brandon is going to handle that of focusing on particular characters in the way that they use the magic when that could be pretty much anyone. Let's see what else did we have. Uh we had a surprising number of Hoyd sightings and a surprising uh surprisingly low impact of all of those sightings. It it amused me that he was kind of content to just be there uh this time around. He did have a, a pretty big role in fishing wax out of the ocean at the end. But I mean, that was the most of the extent of it was just being around while important things are happening, which is a uh, it's a good contrast between where we last saw him in Rhythm of War, where he was kind of, I guess, the most involved that he's ever been. Uh, I've I've already dove into some of the the theorizing that's been going on online, uh, although I'll tell you, it's been a. Uh, quite a change for me when I read I, I was actually fairly delayed in reading Rhythm of War from its release just because of life circumstances and whatnot so by the time I finished Rhythm of War uh, you know the, the copper mind had had a whole bunch of info filled out there were a bunch of interviews with Brandon and all that so this time you know I, I finished um, I finished Lost Metal last Wednesday only about less than two days after it came out so going online and seeing just a whole bunch of speculation has been, I guess, kind of a refreshing change. But I've, I've been reading a couple of theories here and there. Uh, I really do like the possibility that uh, the crew uh, on the, the, the city defense team that, that Steris was running to uh, prevent the, the incoming tsunami and flooding, uh, the crew that went out to scuttle the ships... Uh, I saw a suggestion that they may actually be skybreakers and not alamancers, uh, which is definitely it's definitely interesting if they're if they're ghost blood aligned skybreakers, there's some big implications for how they're using their bond off world. So if that's the case, then uh, looking forward to Stormlight Five to see if anything shakes out there for uh, Roshar starting to affect the rest of the Cosmere. And then I guess uh, I guess one last thing coming to uh, the end of the book, the end of the era, and the end of, of my thoughts here. Uh, wrapping up the book with seven consecutive epilogues is a very Brandon move. Uh, I continue to be amused by his flaunting of the the 
definition of of conventional book structure uh, but it was it was very I, i'm glad that we got to see all of these people in the amount of time that we did um especially fascinated by uh the very brief check-in on milan it was it was it was heartbreaking along with wayne to to see her go and you know i understand why but I, that was another character that I, I quite liked. Uh, but seeing her striking out for the unknown, that's another character that I'm I'm definitely going to be definitely going to be trying to keep an eye out as best I can for when she shows back up, because you know that's going to happen. But yeah, going through going through the whole crew, you know, one more time, wrapping up the book with Wayne and then going through uh, Marcy, Steris, uh, Wax, Milan, Kel again, and then the the little bonus POVs of Renette and and Oriandra, who I wasn't expecting to to have a return after um, the after the scene with with her last book, but I do wonder if her. Uh, the the power that she now wields in the form of money how that is going to play out and if we're going to see i i would expect to see at least an easter egg in the next era of what this is going to do uh and potentially more who knows but yeah that'll do it for me for my thoughts on the lost metal it's it seems a little silly to say that i i can't wait until we get to it on our podcast given that it is going all the way at the end of the line uh, and there's plenty of other things that i can't wait to get to before that but yeah i i really loved it it was it was a good ending to to a, a really good era of misworn books you know it's it's hard to even say yeah i i'm not even going to bother ranking the two eras against each other yet and I'm eagerly awaiting more Cosmere. It's uh, with Brandon's writing pace. Fortunately, that's not too far away. We're not even that far off from the secret projects coming out. But getting to to just dive right into a, a Mistborn book again and and blow through it like that was was a lot of fun. All right, wrapping that up. I uh, I appreciate anyone who stuck around to listen to our unconventional detour Uh, we're going to be taking another week off around the christmas holidays but other than that uh, continuing with well of ascension you know right along as 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 we will going to be back with the whole crew next time uh, and and all the way up through that and uh, before i i sign off here i'm going to remind everyone again that uh, you can listen to this show at alwaysanotherpodcast.com you can also email us at contact at alwaysanotherpodcast.com that goes right to Beth and I and so you can chat about uh, the the more advanced Cosmere stuff if you also want to tell me how much you loved uh, Lost Metal or how much you hated it I don't know that's a a place you can do that you can find us on social media at uh, Instagram at alwaysanotherpod uh, and uh, cross your fingers we'll see what day it is when this comes out and whether the bird site still exists uh, but for now you can find us on twitter at always another pod 
if things change there, we may change where uh, we are. You stay tuned on that, see if anything moves. Uh, but until then, I'm just going to give a regular world sign off here as the music fades in and not do anything really silly by myself. I'm going to leave that up to Caleb and Sam mostly. All right, folks, see you later. <laughs>